Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spruce Home Show. Um, We are on episode six, and today I have Ryan Ketchum here with us from Flooring Superstore to talk to us all things flooring. Um, I wanted to have Ryan on because he's somebody that I lean on quite a bit um, when it comes to flooring to make sure that we are, number one, helping clients select the right type of flooring for for their use, um, but also to make sure that things are, we're building it right, uh, making sure that we're installing flooring correctly, whether it be tile, um, whether it be a plank flooring, anything like that. Um, and then kind of lean on, on them as well for, for some design selections. Caitlin obviously handles a lot of that with them, um, in tandem, but they see a lot more flooring options obviously than we do. Uh, so they're good, a good source to have. So Ryan, maybe just tell everybody about yourself. Well, I am a, I guess, 25 plus year veteran of the flooring industry. Uh, My wife and I, Stephanie, own flooring superstores in Saskatoon. We have been here a little over nine years, nine and a half years, I think it's been. Um, And yeah, it's family run business. With kids? Kids are there all the time. Yeah. Whenever Caitlin takes the kids in. Ray always loves if the girls are there. So (laughs) flooring superstore is right up by raised gymnastics so sometimes we'll sneak in there to put raised leo on and everything and anytime the girls are there she loves it yeah and our girls sure love seeing her too get to play barbies and be a little younger again totally um so i think the first thing that we get asked all the time or we talk to our clients before we even get to the store um is really what type of flooring they should select so the biggest question mark all the time is the conversation between hardwood, between laminate, and between vinyl plank. Um, And I know that there's there's not a right or wrong answer on which one should be installed, Um, but maybe talk us through between those three, when it makes sense to use them, um, who should be using them, is there a quality difference between them? Um, Just walk us through that. Yeah, I mean, that's a great great starting point. I mean, it's the same thing that we really deal with um, daily with our customers, of course. Um, The question always being, which one do we want? Vinyl plank is a huge category right now. It's in, you know, it's in every flyer, it's in every home show, it's on every form of social media. So we always get that question, you know, which one's the best one for me? A lot of people coming in looking for vinyl plank, you know, just because that's the only thing that they've seen or the only thing they've looked into. And then, you know, we get that opportunity to you know, maybe open their eyes a little bit to the other options, um, to what is available. But um, I think ultimately just to, to start that off, uh, both vinyl plank and both laminate, um, they're, they're designed to look like hardwood. You know, they're both trying to mimic a, a real wood product. Um, hardwood, it's a great product. It's a beautiful product. It's the only product you're gonna find where you don't get repeat throughout the, you know, the look and, and the design. Natural. It's natural, there's no two boards alike. Um, there's a lot of hardwood options out there, but for the most part, it's a little higher price point. You don't see a lot of really low-end hardwoods, um, especially domestically. We sell a lot of 
Canadian sourced wood, Canadian made hardwood. So you're always going to see a bit of a higher price point. So it's a conversation that you really need to have with the customer, make sure they're prepared, number one, for the investment in it, number two, for the care and maintenance. I mean, there's no doubt that there's products in nature always re require a little bit more care and maintenance, like natural stone, like hardwood, things like that. Um, so that's a conversation you have to have and just make sure that they're prepared, you know, for that type of flooring and, and that's so, what they so really what want. what does that look like? Like you put wood in your house, what are common things you need to be doing to make sure that that would last? Uh, then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or not doing, yeah. Um, number one is, is proper humidity. Um, it's such a key, especially on the prairies. I mean, we're in a, we're in a place where we got six to seven months of cold, right? So our furnaces are running, it's sucking in dry air. Um, you need to make sure that you can humidif humidify your house and have the proper um, moisture content in your air to have that wood survive. Otherwise, you end up with all kinds of issues. Um, same kind of goes for laminate. Um, laminate's a wood product. It's a wood fiberboard. You know, it's it's a picture of wood on the surface, but it's still wood throughout. So you still have some characteristics that are similar from laminate to hardwood, but there's no doubt hardwood requires that little bit of extra care and maintenance. So it's important that people understand that, that they're set up for that um, to be in their house and, and make sure that it's going to be something that, that they can take care of. And What's your take? Like, let's just say clients come in, <clears throat> a family of four with two dogs, um, kids are five and seven and they got, I don't know, two large dogs of some sort. Mm -hmm. Would you point them and they, let's just say they want hardwood. Would, is that a, would you try and steer them away? Absolutely not. No, I would always try and steer them into, in, into the hardwood product that probably makes the most sense for their lifestyle. Um, and, you know, just like laminate, just like vinyl plank, hardwood has many different textures, many different characteristics, different hardnesses in the wood. Um, so really that conversation would be, is the, what you're looking for, is it going to be in the right finish to stand up to your life day to day? For example, maples and birches have very, uh, very calming, very neutral um, graining to them. Um, you don't see a lot of very textured finishes in those types of wood. So dense, dang scratches, the life that's going to happen with pets and kids and, you know, just dropping things and whatever else um, are going to show more on a, on a wood that has a flatter surface, not because it's softer, not because it's less durable, but because the finish itself, you know, has more of a smoothness to it that, that um, will show those dings and dents. Whereas you get into like an oak or an ash, you can get some really heavily textured, you can get some brush products, you can get, you know, really rustic products because of the, t the style of wood that they are. And that would be more conducive to that day-to-day -day wear and tear. It's not that the wood's going to ding or dent less. It's just that when it does ding or dent, your eye's not automatically drawn to it because of that perfect fit, perfect finish, excuse me. Yeah. So it's always, it, it comes down to, to lifestyle um, a lot of the times. 100%, yeah. So what about the, what about the laminate and LVP conversation? I feel like it's, like you said, everybody comes in wanting plank because that's what's on HTV right now. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> but what does that conversation look like between those two? Well, the conversation really goes, um, two, two questions I ask every customer when they come in looking for either or, or my opinion on to which one's better is what's most important to you, durability or waterproof? Mm -hmm. And you can't say both. <laughs> um, you gotta pick one, you know, a gun to your head, which one are you gonna pick, right? Um, so most people would say durability and there, therefore I'm gonna lean to laminate 
because laminate is a more durable surface in more cases than not than a vinyl plank. But a lot of people with, like we mentioned about the hardwood, kids and pets and stuff, you get water, right? And water is a big thing that a lot of the laminates can't handle in the same, you know, in the same aspect that a vinyl plank can. Um, vinyl plank's 100% waterproof, so you can have that glass of water spill and, you know, not even look at it and not worry about it doing too much damage. Um, so that's the number one question you got to ask right off the start, what's the most important? And then after that, you get into, you know, where is it going? What's the existing subfloor? Um, what's your budget? I mean, that's always a big one, right? Because budget numbers um, really can dictate what you should be looking at or, you know, or what we're going to show you. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so let's go into, you mentioned subfloor. Um, some common install mistakes. It's something that I lean on Ryan quite a bit. He'll get phone calls from me every once in a while about, um, if we're installing something in a different way than normal or butting it up against something or putting it in a dif different location than we typically do, what's the best way that we should be doing this? Um, Ryan makes sure that things are done properly all the time. So he's the one that I lean on to make sure that we are doing that. Um, so what are some common install mistakes that you see commonly? <laughs> well, and, and that's a, a real great question because that's probably one of our, our biggest selling points with any floor, it doesn't matter whether, I mean, maybe besides carpet, but anything hard surface, whether it be vinyl plank, click or glue, whether it be laminate, whether it be hardwood, whether it be cork, whether it be tile, subfloor is the most important thing that you need to consider with no matter what you're looking at. Um, so knowing what you have, I mean, if it's a new build, you can obviously build um, your subfloor thicknesses to, to the correct overall thickness that's required for that particular floor where it gets tricky is renovations and we do so much renovation work that that's a big question for us you know what do you currently have what's your subfloor thickness what kind of shape it's in so a big mistake that people will make is just ignoring all the prep work you know all that that looking at the existing floor to make sure it's it is going to be suitable for your new floor um, and then just going ahead with their installation and that's where the biggest failure occurs you see locking systems coming apart you see you know, end joint snapping, you know, just things like that, um, that are a direct result of the subfloor not being prepared correctly for that type of install. Yeah. One of the, one of the more recent ones, uh, we put like a rubber gym flooring in a basement and this basement floor had subfloor on it. And these little subfloor panels are, uh, uh, they're, I can't remember exactly. I think they're, they're about a two by two roughly. Yeah. Two yeah. by two. Yeah. Um, which sounds big enough, but when you get in a basement, there's a ton of them. Um, and so our plan was to put the gym flooring right on on the subfloor. Talk to Ryan about it. He's like, "You gotta, you gotta lay subfloor on top of that. You got I can't remember what it was. Three eighths? Like it's three eighths, good one side. Yeah, I think it was quarter inch or three eighths, whichever one. It was good one side. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> all right, but the reason was because otherwise, all of the lines between all the two by two tiles. Um, we're going to telegraph through through the rubber. Obviously, we didn't want that. Um, it's something that maybe wouldn't show up right away, but eventually would. Um, so it's those types of things that talking through your build with your builder or uh, if you're doing renovations, if you're going into flooring superstore, talk through those types of things with them to make sure that the end product um, ends up being exactly what you expect it to be. Um, because things like prep can make a difference. Yeah, tile, tile for absolutely. example yeah if yeah. things are 
not screwed and not glued yeah. and all of a sudden you get tile pops happening um is it because the house is shifting maybe um yeah. if it was glued and, and screwed instead of just stapled maybe that house can shift and the tiles don't yeah. pop and there's so many opportunities for failure if it's not done correctly which is why you know the stress is there um to really put the importance on that and and that particular scenario yeah it was a it was a six millimeter thick rubber flooring that may or may not have shown, but you know, the long and short of it is it you don't want to pull it up six months or twelve months or eighteen months down the road when you could have just done the subfloor and then know that it's hundred percent smooth and then it's not gonna telegraph. And going back to that question about is your floor suitable, that's a big one with vinyl plank. Um, there's so many different types of vinyl plank out there. You get glue down in many different thicknesses, anywhere from two millimeter up to five millimeter. You get clicks that go anywhere from three and a half millimeter up to 12, 14 millimeter. Um, and each one of those are gonna respond differently to the different floors. So when you're selecting your floor, knowing what you have currently or what you're building with, it's a huge part of the conversation to make sure that you're really gonna get the, the end result that you're gonna be happy with because no amount of money spent is good money if it if it doesn't work for you, right? You know, so the prep is, is so key, and yeah, that was that's a good example of one that just it was <laughs> recent. Know, so. Yeah, it was recent, top yeah. of mind, and that's recent for me every day. You know, yeah. we get those conversations every day with people, and that's what we love to do is to make sure that people understand that you can't just buy a floor and slap it down. It it sounds good, and some of those home renovation shows make it <laughs> make it sound in a half an hour really easy to do, but. Uh, what you don't see all the behind the scenes stuff that goes into the the proper installation. So yeah, very important, very crucial. So. Um, what about so? What's the difference really between someone stepping into flooring superstore versus someone stepping into the orange box? Um, <clears throat> Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think number one is just the level of service and the level of care that we have with each customer. I mean. We don't want to set anyone up for failure. We want to set everyone up for success. And, you know, that's what we're there for. Not to suggest that anyone in a, in a setting of a box store would be trying to set you up for failure. But, you know, it's our job to know. It's our job to, to make sure that you're, you're doing things right and, and that you're getting the service. And, you know, we want all your friends and neighbors and family to be, you know, referred to us. So we want to keep everyone happy. Yeah. And so, like, the way from where I sit, um, you can go into lots of box stores and... And you can find floorings that look nice, um, but you don't get the conversation of, of how it should be installed or, or what not to do or why this product is not best for you in this scenario. Or maybe it is in, maybe it is in one part of your house, but not the other. Um, you don't get those conversations. It's kind of like you go and buy it and, and you get what you get. Yeah, it's more of a self-serve type of an application. Like if you really know what you're looking for and maybe you're well-versed in the flooring, maybe you could go in there and, you know, score yourself a bit of a deal on something that's in stock and walk out. But if you don't have to have the conversation about right product, right space, right subfloor, you know, you're, you're not necessarily always going to get that the way we want you to anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so is there, when, when clients come in to the store, um, What's your, what does it look like? How do you walk them through making sure they do get the right product? You know, it's all, it's about lifestyle. Is there anything else that's important to, for them to keep in mind when they're, when they're thinking flooring to make sure that they are picking the right product and the right material for them? Well, I think budget's probably one of the biggest things. I mean, you, you have to 
to put the right flooring in that fits your budget. Um, but having sometimes preconceived notions about what you think you want to spend um, can be detrimental to your selection because maybe you don't get to look at all the other options, you know, higher or lower than what you maybe thought that you wanted to spend in the first place. So having the budget conversations never easy. You know, not everybody wants to divulge that information because they feel like, uh, you know, the salesperson is going to take advantage of that in some cases. But, you know, we're there to, to steer you in the right direction. And if we have um, the right direction with a, you know, a starting point as to where you want to be for overall budget, it really helps us to zone in and get the product that makes the most sense for you within that budget. Sometimes we can sneak one in a little bit, a little bit less or maybe a little bit more based on you love this particular pattern and you're willing to spend 50 cents or a buck a square foot more because you just love it more than the other options that were in your so-called budget number. Or maybe we find one that just happens to be a great deal in stock um, lower than your budget number, but even maybe better quality than what you were expecting just because of the fact that it was an in-stock or a, you know, a one-off or a super buy item. So, you know, having the budget conversation is huge and gives us a really good direction um, where to go and to make sure we're getting you the best value, basically. Yeah, and I know one of the things that we try and help clients with when we go into the store, um, and this is not only with flooring, this is all parts of a build. Um, everybody has a budget. And I tell people this when we start building is that there's always compromises. I don't care if your budget is 400,000 or 4 million. The more money you have, the more money you can spend, but the fancier things that you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's just always something that needs to give. And so one of the things that we try and help people with is if there's compromises to be made, uh, where the smart places to make those compromises are. So maybe you fall in love with a, a backsplash tile that you want in your kitchen. Well, that's going to be like a main focal point. So let's do let's do that, and then let's find uh, alternative solutions in non-focal areas where you can have some opportunity to, opportunity to save. So maybe let's put that uh, backsplash tile in in your kitchen that you're going to love, but instead of put a tile on your floor in the laundry room, let's put sheet vinyl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like let's. Think about some of those things where where you're okay with doing that. Um, or you were planning on, you're putting vinyl plank on the main floor and the second floor and you wanted them on the stairs. Well, let's talk about how much you can save by putting carpet on the stairs instead. You can still put plank everywhere else, but like just where can we find those budget numbers in those low impact areas where you can still get the bang for your buck kind of in the focal areas, whether that's your kitchen or your, or your ensuite and, and things like that. For sure, yeah. And flooring is one of those items that you literally walk and abuse every single day. So it's it's not necessarily one that you want to always try and, you know, really <laughs> save that big dollar on. You want to make sure you're getting the right product that makes that makes sense. It's going to give you that longevity. And sometimes you don't have, sometimes people don't necessarily have an option. And, and sometimes, like, we're building a house for clients. Yeah. So flooring is obviously only a portion of that. If you have uh, if you have kids with allergies and carpet's a bad idea, then maybe flooring is not the place to try and, and save a few bucks. Maybe it's cabinets or, or some other area. And, and yeah. that's our job to help walk through all of those things, but realize that there's, I mean, thousands of options when it comes to the, the entire building or where you can kind of pick and choose. But um flooring and, and tile obviously have those those areas also that's a good point about the backsplash too because it is a focal point it's you know one of those things where it, it can make or break a kitchen in some cases but
but shouldn't be the over overpowerful, overbearing item either. You spend a lot of money on cabinets, you want to make sure that that they stand out and look good too. So Okay, and I guess just carrying on with the budget conversation, we've talked about laminate and LVP. What really what's the difference in price between um sorry, not what's the difference in price. What's the difference in the product uh, between a, a lower priced laminate or LVP and a higher priced laminate LVP? Because there is quite a bit of a variance between the low end and high end. There is for sure. And I think even to elaborate further, there's differences in the two categories that are quite drastically different. Like laminate, um, what we tell a lot of people is that there's not as drastic of a price difference. You don't find, you know, bottom of the barrel, very, very cheap laminates. And you don't find laminate that's like seven, eight, nine dollars a square foot very often. So your range of price point on laminate is a little bit more condensed. Um, we tell most people the, the majority of what we sell is in that 2 to $4 per square foot range, where is in the vinyl plank category, it's very, very different. I mean, we can go vinyl plank as little as $1.50 a square foot and some of the glue downs, and we can go into some, you know, click together vinyl planks with big heavy wear layers, you know, chunky overall thicknesses that range into that 7 8 a square foot. So there's a very drastic difference in how the price categories, you know, serve themselves. But the long and short of it is both categories, the price point depicts the quality. I mean, you know, there's no doubt you don't buy a premium high-end vinyl plank at $1.49 a square foot. That doesn't doesn't happen, right? Um, so deciding between a glue down or a click together in the vinyl plank category will really solidify where your price point's going to be, but it also solidifies what your installation's going to be. Um, but then that price point, there's different variances in the quality. Country of origin is a big one, you know, you know where it comes from. Um, laminate, we draw laminate from China. We draw laminate from Europe, like Germany, Austria. Uh, we draw quite a bit of laminate from the U.S. You know, some of the some of the bigger manufacturers, Mohawk being one of them. We sell a lot of Mohawk laminate, and um, they're all made in the USA now. You know, which is hey, we're Canadians, but <laughs> your wife's not. <laughs> um, you know, so we do, we do like supporting North America products as much as we can because just like the hardwood that I like to sell, Canadian hardwood. You know, if we can support and and sell you know, made in North America products, that's great. But with that does come a little bit of a premium in the price point. I mean, there's no doubt that we can't manufacture in North America as cheaply as some of the Chinese manufacturers um, can manufacture their stuff for. So, um, but yeah, quality definitely comes into the to the price point category, you know, um, thicker locking mechanisms, thicker overall finishes. What goes into it? What goes into the actual core of it? Uh, for laminate, whether it's water resistant or whether it's not water resistant, water resistant, that adds a lot, you know, into the value conversation and, and the price point. Um, the vinyl plank, you know, whether it's an SPC core, whether it's a WPC core, and I can elaborate a little yeah. further on that because not everyone's going to understand that, you know, that industry lingo. But an SPC is either a stone polymer or a stone plastic core. WPC is a wood plastic core. Um, they're a little bit different in how they're manufactured. WPCs are generally a little bit more expensive, but they come with a few benefits like sound, deadening, uh, warmth. They're a little thicker overall in in your overall thickness. Um, so with that comes a little bit better locking system too. You know, the more material you, ha material you have to build a locking system out of, generally the better the quality of the locking system is. So there's little things like that 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 really come into the conversation. The quality of pad, it makes a big difference too. Most vinyl planks have a pad attached, but there's various qualities 
you know, in that category to make sure that you're getting the right sound suppression, sound deadening, you know, between different levels and whether you're in a condo or a house, you know, those will change the conversation based on what you really need to focus in on. So, boom, there's a lot there. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that you, that you mentioned was, was country of origin and where things do come from. Um, talk to us about timelines a little bit. And this, I would say this is mainly from my perspective anyway, this impacts tile more than it does flooring. Um, just talk to us about how long it can take, what impacts things. Maybe talk to us about like shipping barges um, and how nuts shipping costs have been and how that's in, how impacted price over the last 12 months. We just said, I know yeah. that I know that the last 12 months is abnormal, but uh, it just kind of ex- accentuates and really highlights what shipping costs and, and freight can do to the price of products. Um, but then also how those shipping times impact your avail- availability of product. Yeah, it's well, the last 12 months has definitely not been, you know, our benchmark or what we would normally see the bar set at, but there's no doubt it's been very impactful. Um, shipping times, especially the last six months have been very sporadic. Um, not so much that we can't get product made, but a lot of cases we can't get product shipped. Um, and the cost, like you mentioned, is, is astronomical in some cases. You know, what used to cost, you know, three or $4,000 for a secan to land now costs twelve dollars to $15,000 to $18,000 to land that same secan. So um, huge impacts. Uh, and that affects, of course, our, our bottom line and, you know, what, what these products are worth and what people can afford. It's really changing that landscape. For sure. So, so people understand um, when we order flooring and tile, we don't order until typically <laughs> we don't order in, until the house is framed or the basement's framed. Um, whether if you're do, re, redoing your kitchen until it's reframed, that's when we come in and, and do a final measure, whether it be for tile or flooring and, and order. Sometimes between when you selected your flooring or tile and when you can actually order it things happen things either get discontinued things get backed up um delays delays happen so that that either delays your project uh, or just kind of forces you to pick a new tile um what does it look like from your end when those things happen how do you help people navigate through those i know that's happened for with us over the last um whatever six eight months uh, it's just part of the gig but it's one of those things that people need to understand why it happens because um, I can understand that from a client's perspective if they picked a tile out three months ago and now they're being told that either they can't get it or we can't get it for three months why that would be frustrating so maybe just elaborate on why that happens just to give a general understanding um, kind of a, of the industry as a whole well, and so much that's out of our control, you know, our control, your control, everyone's control that that is making these decisions with the consumers. Um, a lot of that starts at the wholesale level or the design level when they're discontinuing an item. You know, it's not necessarily because we want them to discontinue it. It's because of whatever portion of the world that, that's not selling in that they do the majority of their sales. Maybe that's a reason for discontinuation. Maybe it's new lines coming out. So we can't always predict that. And what I can say to that is the last 12 months has been the most challenging I've ever seen in my 25 plus years of doing this. 
Um, but you're right. I mean, you have to be prepared for that in some cases. If you pick your, your materials out three, four, five, six months before you're ready for your project, there's no doubt you have to have a, a bit of a willingness and, and be prepared to pick something else. How we help with that? Yeah, <laughs> we do our best. I mean, try and find product alternatives that are very close. I mean, we've done that a couple of times, even in the last couple of weeks where we've had to switch gears really quick. Something was that was available at the time of picking it, you know, because we went and actually physically checked stock and then you wait four days and boom, it's gone, you know, and all of a sudden the production date's three months down the line. Well, we can't wait. Now we find something. So our job is really just to explore those options, find the options, find you know, option A, B, C, and D and present them. So here you got something. We hope this is, you know, within your acceptance. Some might be a little more money. Some might be a little less money, you know, and then we, we move from there. And for the most part, people are pretty understanding, especially yeah. with what's going on in the world right now. Well, it's we, on episode one, we talked about in construction, things happen. Um, and these are some of the things that things happen yeah. sometimes. Um, and you need to... You just said it. That's exactly what I explained on the first episode was uh, you can't come to the client with a problem. You have to come with a problem and a bucket of solutions. Like, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. We can't get this tile anymore. It was discontinued or we can, but the, the timeline's just outrageous. But here are three or four tile options that are either similar or in the same price point or still give the same design vibe in the end or, or what have you. Um, to kind of put those options on the table. For sure. And that could actually even tie back into the, the box store conversation. What makes us a better option is that's exactly what we're going to do. I mean, we, we'd love to be able to control everything, but we can't. Yeah. So when that situation occurs, when something's not available, come to the customer with options, come there with a, with a great solution. Um, maybe even the alternative is better. You know, you never really know, but that's where you're going to get the service from us. That's where you're going to get the knowledge and the, you know, the, the complete package that, that we're going to offer that a lot of those box stores just, just can't. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I think that's what we're going to tackle for this episode. It's been a lot of fun. It's been tons of fun. I appreciate you coming in. Um, yeah. And thank, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, we appreciate you tuning in and following along. We hope that, uh, between, well, mainly between Ryan, just between Ryan, you, you took some value out of that between him and I, um, and just got your brains thinking if you're, if you're thinking about building, whether you're thinking about renovating, um, just when you're thinking about flooring and tile, different things to consider, whether it be quality, whether it be, um, your lifestyle, whether it be timelines, all of those types of things to think about ahead of time. Um, so again, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, um, I would love it if you'd share it. If you know somebody who's who's um, going to do a, a renovation or a new build soon, shares with them. If they're doing any flooring or tiling, uh, head over to Flooring Superstore and Ryan and Steph will be sure to help you out. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.